Welcome, welcome, welcome to Show vs. Business, your weekly take on pop culture from two very different perspectives. I'm your host, Theo, on the line. I have a man himself, Mr. Big Joe. What is up, my man? Feeling good, baby. I don't have the, uh, the, the Comic-Con cold I usually get every year. It's great. Nah, man. We're going to get into that today, man. We have a great, great show, man. Comic-Con is here. We're going to give you all the news and then also give you a little bit deep dive on um, mm. is it still relevant from a business mm. side. And then obviously we'll start off with digging a craze where we go into our memories of just hanging out right now. People are out and about, man, doing the thug dizzle. Let's talk a little bit about our experiences hanging out at Comic-Con and other uh, cons throughout the years. So with that being said, Mr. Benja, how was your week? Week was good, man. Um, there's this lady, I forgot who, I forgot her name right now, and she pains me, but I'll, I might bring it up later. She always talks about productivity and development, and she matches up with books like The One Thing from uh, the Keller guys and all these other people. And she said, man, it's that one little thing that you can get to turn your, turn the tide and find that little thing you can tweak. And man, I moved my dinner time up. It's it's a small thing, but man, I'm just moved it up a little bit, and the rest of the evening's falling into place. I'm so happy. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Mr. Benjamin. You you you're always a book reader, man. I love it, man. You knowing <laughs> all these influencers, the one thing, this guy, this guy. I love it, man. That's uh, that's how you improve, man. As a business owner and just a person. So so I appreciate you giving those shout outs. Um. No, nah, man, I love it, man. So I'm glad that the dinner thing is working out for you. Uh, on my end, uh, man, just in it, man. I mean, last weekend I was kind of in the doldrums, just like, oh, man, it's a lot of stuff going on in my business right now. You know, just trying to figure that out. And then, you know, I think after that initial kind of hit that you get with news and trying to figure out how to, how to, you know, just swim and then tread water, then you get to a, a, another place, man, where you're just like, hmm, what if? And then you start you know, thinking of new ideas and get excited about those ideas. And so I kind of reached this new phase where I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I, I got to get to a new plateau for my business and myself. I got us to this point. So you get to the next level, you got to start thinking different thoughts and, and doing different things. There's a practice. Right. What got you there won't get you to the next place or something like that. Right. Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just like, oh, what got you here? Let me correct. Right. What got you here won't get you there. It's just basically about how successful successful people become more, even more successful by Marshall Goldsmith. So uh, I was told by a guy who built his business from nothing to $150 million in annual revenue and sold it. And so uh, he had mentioned that on a, a session I was on. And I was like, look, I got to, you know, start thinking through that. And I agree. I mean, that you just can't. I mean, it's always going to be something in business. People realize. Um, you know, it's, it's like three-dimensional chess, right? You know, you have yep. a move, you get to a certain level in that move, you know, oh, this is going to work all the time. Nah, dog, <laughs> market changes, you know, yep. whatever you built doesn't scale properly, you know, different factors come in, people change. And so you constantly have to evolve. And so, um, so anyway, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I was a little down last weekend, but this weekend, I got my fist up. So I'm excited. Yeah. The uh, author's name was Mel Robbins, by the way. It just came to me. Yes. I, yeah, Mel Robbins. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, she's kind of corny sometimes, but there's there's good content to me under her 
corniness. Like, hey, y'all, it's just five seconds. Just do this and that and that. And like, you sound corny, but I know I sound corny sometimes when I'm dropping real heat. So I get, I get real bad. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's all earnest. That's why I call it not corny. It's earnest. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're just so passionate. I just got to let you know. But, uh, man, Mr. Benjamin, well, look, we're going to get right into today. So much to get into. So let's get into digging into crates. Well, this is con season. So San Diego Comic-Con, we'll talk a little bit more about it later. But, Mr. Benjamin, I think we want to kind of think of our recollections of hanging out uh, with friends. I think this is the first con in over two years. You know, everybody's out. Folks are out there in these streets, man. So what do you what do you have memories of just hanging out, man, at the con? You and I, but you and other friends. Uh, you know, now that people are out and about, man, what what, what memories come up first of my? Man, so like the golden age, there there were like two great ages of uh, Comic Con, right? There was the there was the right before Iron Man and around the time Iron Man dropped where it was like you could go down to San Diego and it wasn't too packed and it was just like serious fandom. So people hanging out, getting to know each other. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. You know, I walked up to like Dennis Miller and just started sit down and talk to him because he was waiting in line for something. And I was just like, wow, this is Dennis Miller. I mean, you know, I didn't know he was in the comics or anything. Like, yeah, I'm here for my son. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And it was just laid back. And he had the next big resurgence, which was like in the, you know, late 2000s where everybody understood what Hall H was. Everybody understood the Marvel drops and all that. You know why I blame? I blame Twitter. I, I blame Twilight. Uh, Twilight. Oh. Yeah. When Twilight came out, you know, they, they brought a whole new energy because, you know, there was some big fandom around the Twilight series. Uh, Robert Patterson and Kirsten Stewart. And they came to, to Hall H kind of missed a lot of things up. <laughs> you know, I digress. <laughs> it was definitely a different vibe, but I, I still really cherish those moments because it was constant action where you're just like, I'm sitting down and phone buzzes. And it's like my friend Josh, he's, you know, him and his wife are taking the selfie with like, um, your boy, the, the Firefly cast. And I'm like, the Firefly cast is like, yeah, dude, they just came out of a panel and uh, they were hanging out and they decided to just walk around and I, I hung with them. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't even know they were here. And I I, I cherish all those memories, just hanging out with friends, um, the hotel life downtown. You could walk out of a hotel and just be like, hey, where can I hang out and do this? Like, dude, we're playing D&D around the corner. Join us. It was like such a wholesome, fun time. And I'm seeing this and we'll get into it, I guess. But the whole COVID thing really took that away from a lot of people. So that, I mean, I'll, I'll we'll reflect upon that when we get later into the show, but I just really had some good memories, man. Hanging out, role playing, you know, it was pff, great stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember, I think I went out there three times with you, I think, I think. And the first time I went out, I think we stayed with you. And, uh, you know, we drove in and that was my first experience. Oh, I was like, oh my God, I'm just like blown away about like all different things to do. It's just like, wow. And I think I stayed in a couple of lines. I can't remember what I saw that year. 
But that second year, I think, you know, we got our tickets and we got, actually got a hotel like right there downtown. And, uh, you know, we talked about this before, yeah. but we saw Taraji Henson got pictures with her. She was promoted person of interest, uh, you know, but just hanging out, man, just that obviously with you and hanging out with the rest of the crew. But I just remember, uh, you know, hanging out in the line for Hall H, man, and just being there for eight hours. I got up early. I never forget, you know, I think he was still asleep. I just put my little backpack on, do, 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 you know, walked over to Hall, you know, to the line for Hall H. And I stayed there all day, man. I saw, you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, the first time Game of Thrones showed up, I showed, you know, I think Breaking Bad was there. You know, it's just like, wow, this is, um, you know, I'm in the famous Hall H finally. And uh, just hanging out with people. That was my first time just, I've had, you know, obviously hanging with you, the other experiences like one-on-one or maybe, you know, a couple of people here and there, but to be in uh, 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 that experience and you could just, you know, shout out some random TV show or movie or something. And so everyone, someone knew what you were talking about. It blew my mind, man. I was like, this is, this is, this yeah. is what heaven is like. <laughs> no, you think I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, man. Yeah. That part of me was so you know, repressed at that time. Cause you know, I was just like, you know, no one knows about this stuff. I'm late at night, you know, reading IGN or something like that. And then now I have a whole crew of people that's like, understands like, wow, it's like a whole nother side opens up and you're just feeling like, oh man, I'm accepted, you know? <laughs> so how does, so to you, how does that, cause uh, somebody who's never been to one of these might seem like, how do you sit in a line for, m- for most of the day? and still get an enjoyable experience out of that. I, I, I get it. But how do you explain that to somebody? Or, or what's yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know how it is now because it's more mainstream. But back then, you know, 10 years ago, so when we when I first went, um, and you went even before me, I mean, it was kind of still offshoot. Remember, it was like, you know, oh, that's that nerd shit, right? It's like, you know, uh, going to see, understand the comic you know, comic books, understanding, you know, artists, understanding, you know, all these different, I mean, we had superhero movies, you know, that were coming mm-hmm. out, obviously MCU starting to get some traction, but, uh, you know, you just didn't have that man in your day-to-day life. I mean, it, it, so when you finally had a, a, a place where people understood what you were talking about mm-hmm. and get, got your references and stuff like that, and you could talk about all these episodes and stuff, uh, it, 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 it was like, wow, man. I, I likened it to one time, uh, one of my good friends, well, you, you know, Chris, uh, a buddy, Chris, shout out Dr. Jackson. Um, he, uh, I had talked to him in like, I don't know, it had to be like a year or so. It was weird. And then, you know, we reconnected. This is like early, like after college and stuff. And then we reconnected. It was so funny. And then uh, kind of similar to you too. It's like, you know, you haven't talked to this person forever and you pick up the phone, you talk to them and he's like, okay, yeah, you're going through the most. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? How's your life? Blah, 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 blah. And then you guys get on one little topic and he said, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, me too. And then you just, and he's like, wow, this is why we're friends. <laughs> and, you, and, you're, and, you're make, and you're making friends in line, right? I am. And that's a similar take, right? It's just like, you know, I don't know you from Adam, but then we start connecting on this one topic. Like, I think the time was Avatar. I'll never forget that. We just, and you know, we went in on the Avatar, man. And it was like amazing. So. So I, I, I digress. I say that, uh, you know, if you've never been before, if you just like the experience of just being around a bunch of people that just anybody can get some random fandom act that, or piece of uh, content and you love, 
you'll find someone there to talk to yeah. about it. And that, that's, that's the fun part. And live person, you know, you can do it on the internet, but nothing like a live experience. No, the, the live experience is so, so key to me because I think we did a lot of show and tell with each other, which is really interesting to me. Right. Um, like I'm we're, like me, Jeff and Raphael, we're on the floor, we're checking out a booth and in the five or so minutes while we're checking out a booth, you know, we're looking at the schedule and my friend, Josh, who I mentioned earlier, he was like the schedule master, you know, he like runs up to us. He's like, guys, I finally got reception. All right. I'm headed up to such and such. I'm going to see this and that I'll meet you guys back at here and there. And we're like, cool. Well, I'm going over to the Mattel booth to check out this new Starscream uh, toy. All right. Well, I'm going uh, Hasbro. Well, I'm going over to this and that. I'm going over this and that. And they're going into stuff that I don't even know was at Comic-Con. And we all break out. And then we come back together and like, dude, I got this new comic. I got it signed. Dude, I got this new toy. It's an SDCC exclusive. It's like, dude, I got pictures with. It's like the whole show and tell. Like, what'd you get? You know, it's like Halloween when you're comparing candy. Like, what'd you get? It's... Mm -hmm. That was, I, I just love that. And I'm glad to see all these happy people on TikTok, on Instagram and all that jazz. It's great. Oh yeah, man. Uh, we'll talk about it, man. That the, the branding act, you know, the activations, that's what they call it in marketing is key, man. And just having these unique experiences, um, is really piece of that. I mean, there was like, I think I saw something on TikTok, you know, they had different experiences for severance. If you like that TV show, they had different experiences for, uh, there was something else they had. Uh, what was it? Yeah, I can't remember now. I think it was Walking Dead, but they had all these different experiences outside of the main conference and that really, you know, engages the fans. And so um, this is how franchises are made, man. I mean, you know, so it's, it's funny to me is like they're creating these experiences with these fans. And, you, and it's almost like each franchise is trying to figure out a way how to broaden, uh, you know, their fandom, you know, expand it, you know, uh, getting new people involved. And that's how you create these spinoffs like Game of Thrones, right? They're starting to franchise out, right? We're probably going to see Stranger Things do the same thing. So mm -hmm. these brand, these content, uh, obviously Star Wars has always been their MCU, DCU, DCEU. But I think um, this is where it starts, man, where you got these unique experiences that people just feel part of something. And like you said, you come with your friends and you share that experience. It's like, oh, man, next time I'm going to do that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's the, that's the fun part, man. Just hang. And then, you know, always good mirrors, just hanging out with you and just, you know, rest of the crew. And, uh, you know, we met, uh, Pete, you know, there, uh, pacing Pete there. And, uh, we still friends of the day he came on, did a justice league show and, you know, known over 10 years, haven't seen him in person over 10 years, but you know, it's still, yeah, yeah. still connected to him for that one weekend that we spent. So I think that is powerful, powerful, powerful. Definitely. Man. Man, yeah. So anyway, con stories, man. I think uh with that being said, man, I think we kinda, you know, we both enjoy it. We love it. Uh, but man, Comic Con is here. So let's go ahead and get into the news. Comic Con, Comic Con, brother. There is always news. So this year there's a lot of news since, you know, I mean, they did a virtual one last year. It was okay. Uh, twenty twenty something last year but now it is in person and all the big guns came out the big guns bang bang so we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the big guns brother mcu <laughs> do you want to let's start there what came out just before we released this pod recorded this pod man 
I hate alerts, right? But I still got this one alert that I left on my, my computer. We're sitting here preparing for to record the pod and CNET pops up. It's like, hey, bro, stop what you're doing because Black Panther, Wakanda Forever teaser trailer just came out. You stop right now. And I was like, thank God. That's the last notification I'll get from you and the last one I want. Because it was hype, boy. <laughs> I, got, I got hyped, man. I got hyped. Yeah, man. It was... um. Yeah, I think they're going for it, man. I mean, the music was melancholy, you know, um, you know, you no, know, no woman, no, no cry. cry. And so I think it, it is a woman singing it. Right. So if you don't know, you know, uh, man, uh, Marley, right. He sung the original and, but it's a woman singing it. And then we know, uh, unfortunately, you know, the, you know, the Black Panther mantle has moved on, uh, to the tragic passing of a chat with Bozeman. And so it looks like it's going to be woman centric. And so that was powerful to me. It's just like, it was like a slow kind of melancholy music. And you see all these images and it looks like they're going there. And it's like, you know, you know, maybe something happened to Charlie. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh, I was getting a little emotional, man. And then, you know, um, you know, then they saw the action and we see Namor and what they're doing and you see their actions. And so it's just like, oh my God, I think. This this movie's gonna make so much money. <laughs> dog, dog, you're coming out of the you're coming out of the pandemic. I mean, people are still like coming out of the the shell of like not going out or going out, right? Um, this is the big one of the time. I mean, Marvel fans have been waiting. Uh, you had Shang Chi, you had Captain Marvel, you had Black Widow. This is the Phase Four banger, right? So, I mean, with that music, and it doesn't. You know what? Here's what I liked about it. It didn't feel, and forgive me for the use of the term, it didn't feel woke. It didn't mm. feel like they were trying to say, hey, guys, you know, uh, Black Panther, women power, don't worry about that dead guy. You know, it's just like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, just, it just felt authentic. You know what I mean? So I was like, wow. Um, they've integrated his passing into the story from, as you can tell from the trailer. And I just think it was a uh, powerful and moving and once again, authentic. So I'm all for this. Let's go. I mean, yeah, if that's what Ryan Coogler is going with it, man, it's, it's going to be a lot of sad. I mean, you know, it's going to be uplifting movie, I'm sure. But I think we're all going to get a little emotional, man. I mean, because, you know, this is affects real life. So, I mean, my prediction right now, it probably gonna make a, over a billion dollars. I mean, I think, you know, it was already, you know, on a cultural landscape, you know, when, mm-hmm. Uh, they announced Black Panther Part Two, but now, due to the chat with Bozeman's uh, passing, and uh, I think they're just going to take it to another level. And uh, I mean, yeah, and it was also important to the culture, right? It was just so many different things in there that Brian Cooklew, you know, put to um, expand upon what what it means to be a Black American or just an, you know in the what uh, African dis- uh, what's it called di- diaspora, right? And so, yeah. um. Yeah. So anyway, man, like I said, I think we're both kind of hype. I mean, if you're, if you're a black person in America, I'm sure you're hype. If you're, if you're not, I'm sure you're hype because it's a powerful story, man. So yeah, I, I, I'm just, I can't wait, man. I think, yeah, man, I think, yeah, this movie's going to be up there. I mean, you know, uh, Tom Cruise movie, uh, Top Gun, you know, it surpassed expectations is over a billion dollars now. Yeah. This is going to be the next, this is going to be the next big one. So yeah, here we go. November 11th. <laughs> Shout out Wakanda forever indeed all right let's blaze through these other well not blaze through them but we got a lot of news to cover so let's see 
Uh, speaking of uh, Black Panther, yeah, She-Hulk and Black Panther are going to be finishing up Phase Four. Um, and remember, they used the Phase Four with the uh, with the Fantastic Four logo. So either one of those shows should bridge over to the Fantastic Four somehow. I'm assuming it's going to be Black Panther. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's just random. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is in the big forest. Like, okay, Feige. I mean, but it's interesting. They did talk a little bit about that. So I'm sure, you know, we'll talk later. D23, where they're probably going to go more detail at the end of fall, uh, this year. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have too many comments on that. I think it's just all about, you know, they're just trying to figure out how, I mean, what do we get out of phase four? I mean, you know, let me think. Phase one. I mean, didn't phase one introduce the Avengers at least? Yep. Do we even know? What did phase two do? Introduce what? I don't know, but I was hyped, so I'm assuming you did something good. And obviously, we know phase three ended in Infinity War. So it's like, I felt like the other phases really ended in something that was uh, conclusive, right? Mm -hmm. But, or spun the story in a different direction. I mean, well, I don't know. Let's see. I haven't seen Black Panther, Bear Panther 4, and, and She-Hulk is going to end it. I'm assuming they're going to cram a lot of crap between those two shows to explain everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good luck. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, well, other than the big news on MCU, man, uh, I saw the animation. They're stepping it up, man. They're trying to compete with the big dogs. They're trying to go with uh, against DC, which is the animation has been on point forever. Uh, what if season two and three, uh, X Men '97, Marvel Zombies, and Spider Man Freshman Year? Are you excited about these? Uh, any of these that are popping up, or you know, are you there for them? Um, I'm, I'm excited that What If is going to be a recurring thing. So now we get to explore the multiverse and other things uh, yearly. So we got a season two coming out this year, season three coming out next year. And supposing it keeps going on, we'll get this yearly and it can just be a thing. Uh, X-Men 97, I don't know why they're hyping it up the way they are. It's go it's supposedly going to continue this, that um, the old story. So maybe that's how they start talking about mutants again and more to get them a little more mainstream again, or at least current so don't know marvel zombies uh oh that marvel zombies is tvma so that's an interesting little note there so they're pushing their their maturity again i like that and spider-man freshman year you know it's a spider-man cartoon but it's gonna have daredevil in it so people are a little hyped yeah um the only thing i would say is that T tvma um we didn't talk about it but uh i think the TVMA continues. I think they just released uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, Logan. Um, I think they're coming this. Did they already release them on us on the uh, Disney Plus? I got to look. Yeah, that uh, it's that just happened. Like I just loaded up Disney Plus uh, two days ago and it and they showed up. It was kind of quiet, but then it was like, oh, Logan's there. All right. Yeah. I mean, Chapek, Chapek don't care. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I gotta get this mature content out here, man. I gotta get more content on this this, this streaming service. So uh obviously Iger, Bob Iger, the previous yeah. video, Bob Chake the Chapik, the current one, Bob Iger was, you know, posted that. He's like, there's a there's a Disney brand and it's a brand for a reason. You know, you go to it and you can watch, you know, 
family friendly friendly content. Yeah. But we both know we talked about this. If you mm-hmm. go to other countries, there's a there's a there's a streaming service called Star that will have Disney Plus content, the Mandalorian right next to, you know, Pam and Tommy about a sex tape. So yep. um, Disney is like, you know, look, let's just forget the facade. We'll just put parental controls. But we're going we're gonna put all the content because we wanna get capture more eyeballs, right? Get those numbers up. So that's kind of interesting to see what happens. Um, only thing I would say about the cartoons, what if, yeah, I think we, I was vibing on it. I mean, for whatever, I, I think we talked about like oh, every week and we had, we were excited about the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so funny. It's like, you know, no one's like, oh, should you watch this? It's going to be relevant. And, you know, they were kind of being coy with us. Remember, it's like, ah, you know, don't yeah. worry about it. And man, it was like, it was like, you know, cornerstones, a lot of stuff came up later. It was different. Yeah. Dr. Just like, what are they doing, man? So, uh, anyway, they've, they've normalized, they've normalized the multiverse. And I think that's, if it serves a purpose, that's what it does. It normalizes the multiverse. So I like shows that have an actual purpose. It's like, okay, why should I watch this? It normalizes the multiverse. Okay, sure. I love it. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I'm there for it. Uh, Marvel's just one last thing. Marvel zombies. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I, I read the comic. It, it was cool. But it looks like, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're using characters you don't normally, you know, use. These type of things like, you know, Sean Chi's going to be in it. I think they said Miss Marvel might be in it. So they're definitely trying to promote other characters in this uh, Marvel Zombies series. So, um, but I mean, I guess zombies are a thing still, man. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, zombies in and maybe moving out for the next thing, but we'll see. Yeah. DCEU. Man, Shazam and Black Adam. Uh, man. Uh, well, before I get into that, man, you know, what was surprising to me, um, what what was missed? Uh, no flash discussion. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that supposed to come out this year? Ezra Miller, for those that don't know, uh, has been involved in various altercations. Like it, it was like a, 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 a period there was like every every couple of weeks it was something new. It's just like, I, what is this dude doing? But they're going to still try to get Flashpoint out, I guess. But uh, you know that was supposed to be their big, you know, multiverse type of play. Uh, but anyway, no talk at the event today. Uh, no Henry Cavill as Superman. So there was big rumor that he was going to show up and reprise his role as Superman. I guess he had less stuff to do at Witcher. So he didn't, he didn't yeah. bother showing up. Uh, and then uh, no Snyderverse plans. Uh, so obviously people like, oh, Snyderverse, we're going to get some more stuff from that? Nope. <laughs> it sounds like uh, yeah. there's some controversy. We, we, you know, we will talk about it a little bit later, but or even now, uh, what controversy happened with Snyder uh, that uh, we, we found out about the Justice League, the Snyder, the Snyder cut? Well, okay. So we found out from the Snyder cut and people tried to make a big deal out of it. I actually don't think it's that big of a deal, but the whole, um, they were saying that the Snyderverse thing only came about because it was a hoax. There were a bunch of bots going on. Um, apparently that only accounted for like, 11% of the traffic or the post. And, but for some reason, people were running around saying, yeah, the bot, the bot army, that's what made the Snyderverse happen. 
we got a whole four hour movie just because, you know, some bots on the internet. And I'm like, eh. So that's the controversy right now. Um, but well, I would just say this from a number standpoint. Yes, it does seem small, but the average, you got to compare the numbers. Average mm-hmm. bot traffic is around 3%. And so having, what, three times, almost four <laughs> times the number of bots. I didn't, I, mean, expect that. I didn't expect that number. Average bot traffic is. <laughs> That's I great. Mean, I mean, you know, for large accounts. And so sure. I'm sure there is. Um, and, and to be honest, they, they said that this is very similar kind of pattern. Happened to the uh, Amber uh, the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, right? You know, there was a lot of traffic against her using bots. And so they say this is the new strategy where they're using bots to gin up something and then, uh, you know, causing real fans to get involved, right? It's like mm-hmm. you put something out there on Twitter. So it, it, it's almost like a dark art, right? You know, once you start opening that can and the worms up and threatening people online, you know, you know, it all bets off. So I just say, you know, look, I, I get what you're saying. It's only 11%, but, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a threshold as to what uh, starts engaging real life people, right? Because yeah. you see stuff and you're just like, you know, you're like lemmings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Release the Snyder Cut. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I totally agree with that. But, and, uh, you know, stuff like this actually takes me back to like Coney 2012 when the whole thing was kind of a hoax and it was getting people hyped on like, dude, we got to stop this whole thing going on. And it was all pretty much a hoax because it wasn't that hype and no one really cared. The guy was already in trouble. I mean, it's like hoax, man. It's just, uh, if, if this is the way it's going to be, then, ugh. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm, I'm, anyway. I'm done with that. Yeah. What was, so let's talk about the, the things they did show Shazam and black Adam, anything that you thought that was interesting out of those? Uh, I like Black Adam. He's getting a lot of good response. Um, you know, he's not riding off of off of Shazam, which I think is an excellent strategy. Uh, have him be his own person, um, you know, not held back by the stylings of what Shazam has put forth. And I, I, I just think it's a, it's very strong. It seems to be like a good property. And you can tell that your boy... Dwayne Johnson is actually in there putting in, you know, some behind the scenes political work because he said something a little political. They got him booed. <laughs> I don't believe it. He got booed. What happened? What happened to you? I know the rock is booed, but you know, he used to be a, uh, what's it called? A uh, heel, you know, yep. in wrestling terms. So he, yep. he's, he's okay. He'll be all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, man, he just compared himself to Superman, the, the Black Adam character, and it's like, really though? <laughs> it's just like you know, uh, Wait, that's see. what you—that's what you got from it. Well, he says, "Well, he said that's like, what I was say. This is what he says. What I was say is, you guys know because we're all in, in deep with this mythology, and it's been the age-old question: who would win a fight between Black Adam and Superman? Pound for pound, they're pretty close, I guess." It probably all depends on who's playing Superman. I'm just going to say that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, are they booing because they want Cavill or are they booing because man, Black Adam was man, Superman? Wipe the floor, Black Adam. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which see, one? I, you see, I was thinking that when um when he said that that he was just taking a dig at Henry Cavill, kind of like behind the scenes. Hey Henry, man. 
hey, you know, I'm, I might lose you in a fight if you were actually here, but you ain't here. I'm coming for this DCEU thing. If you're not cast, guess who's taking over? And I think that's kind of what he was saying and taking a shot at Henry Cavill and all that. So I, I don't know. I don't know why he got booed exactly because I, I'm not interviewing those people. But I, I, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, dang. It's like, let, let you know how Hollywood works. Bigger star, you're going to be the winner. Yeah, you know, I mean, Rock, man, he always does this. He jumps into other people's franchises. It. I mean, you know, now, let's be honest. Does he have a franchise of his own, really? I mean, I guess he's a franchise of his own, right? He's just like, he pops up in a movie and it's like a Rock movie. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't think he's showed up Fast and the Furious, so, you know, him and uh, Ben Diesel could get lost, so they, they shipped him over to Hobbs and Shaw. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to think. He doesn't really have a franchise. I guess maybe Javonji, but... He's know. been trying. He's been trying. So I think this is I think this is his best attempt that might work. You think so? Because, I mean, come on, what was there? Yeah, you said Jumanji, but that's like, how, how big can you get off Jumanji? Um, there was Rampage. Mm. Uh, he had the WWE films for a while with, like, Scorpion King. Oh, yeah. But, you know... Um, that was short lived. I mean, that it, it did it did its job, but yeah, uh, he's got to keep it moving. So I think this is a good move. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and he's we're talking about character. It. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about. It. We'll, I'll probably go see it. I'll probably go see it. I guess he's like an anti-hero. That's what they're trying to go after. He's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to run through real quick? Uh, just from news, it's a lot of stuff came out, but uh, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just I'll just plow through all this really fast. Uh, Marvel, we still got the Phase 5 beginning with Ant-Man, the Claws, Quantumania. We're going to get Secret Invasion, Guardian of the Galaxy, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, because it's all about Agatha. Uh, Daredevil, it's Warning. Agatha, it's Agatha all along. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Boner. Uh, Captain America, the New World Order. Um, so all that's coming out in 2023, except for Captain America, New World Order, which is 2024. And Agatha is possibly going to end up in 2024 also. And then we also have on the toys and collectible side, the Funko Village was huge. Mattel had a lot of good offerings out there. Mondo had a, great, a lot of great collectibles. Um, our boy Raphael Phillips, a great 3D artist, did some stuff, knocked it out for Sideshow with his uh, portrayal of uh, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. Oh, um, you know, there's a lot of toy action going on, and I'm not sure where that's coming from, but maybe people can't get out as much, so they feel the need to bring some um, physical goods to them. To them, even Walmart's getting in on the action. They had this Walmart Collector Con. It's a thing on Walmart's site now where it's like you go and you get a bunch of collectibles off their site. Interesting. Uh, wasn't looking out for Walmart for that. And Amazon, they're not branding as heavy uh, for SDCC, but with their Prime Days and their different little events that are Amazon branded, they're definitely the place to go for toys. And this new site called Whatnot is popping off with toys. And I didn't even know much about Whatnot, but... Screw eBay. Whatnot is the place to go for toys. Uh, you know what did not show up? What's that? NFT. <laughs> Related oh god. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw something about I saw something about an NFT on Instagram, and I I went to the three dots, and I was like, "Do not share this ever again." 
and the <laughs> the bombs, man. Bombs. I got I got problems with that. We gotta Yeah, we'll do a discussion about that. All right. Um last couple. AMC is coming out with the final Walking Dead episode, so we finally get to see what happened to Rick and the gang. Um I real the, quick, have you have you been on that show? I haven't watched that show in like years. Yeah, yeah. Uh I like Walking Dead. For some reason, the sense of impending doom makes me actually get to work. So <laughs> so I put so it you've on. Been watching all these years, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I put it on. I put it on, watch an episode, and right before I go to bed, and I'm kind of thinking, "Man, world's coming through an end. I better work." <laughs> yeah, I dropped out. Like I think when Michelle Michelle left and Rick left. Uh, I mean, I used to watch it pretty regularly too, but uh, it's just yeah, right. It's just yeah, it could be very depressing. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. That that whole depression coming after me. I was like, "Nah, son, I got to run from y'all like they run from zombies." So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. I, 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 Oh, true story. Real talk, real talk. Uh, one year when I was going out to Comic-Con and I used to get first class tickets, I sat down, I was next to, uh, was it Norman, Norman, uh, Reedus, is that his name? And, uh, okay. Danny Gurria. And, uh, yeah, I was just talking to him. They were cool. And, uh, you know, first class hanging out. So, so yeah, that's when, you know, breaking bad. I mean, uh, walking dead, excuse me, was starting to break off. And so, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Nice. I didn't know that one. Um, but yeah, so we have, we'll finally see what happens with the, their two adventures, uh, Rick and Michonne, uh, the kid, the kids and everybody else. Uh, and you've got two spinoffs coming because spinoffs are the way of the walk right now. Uh, nobody seems to be doing too many new properties or trying because, hey, um, you can't bank on new properties. You got Eyes of, of the Walking Dead and Tales of the Walking Dead, both coming. Um, you can go check for information on that. I'm familiar to tales. That's going to be like, look, anthology series was kind of interesting. I, I might get with that. Cause it's like, oh, it's like whatever, you know, once episode shots, What's like the, do you have any sense of Isle of the Walking Dead? What's that about? No, I don't. Um, I, I was trying to read the article quickly and I saw a picture of Negan and I was like, oh, okay. And then kept going. Okay. Yeah. And then they had without borders and then they had, what's the other show they had, but that I think they, they that was like the younger version of you know, walking dead. I think that they, they killed that off, but then there's a current one. What's it called? Fear the Walking Dead. That's still going right. on. And that's like mm -hmm. right after, you know, the apocalypse happens. So, yeah. man, we're going to be watching zombie shows for like, you know, <laughs> the day we die. Bro. <laughs> so yeah. There is a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, if, if you're ever just feeling too relaxed about life, you know, start watching the zombies before the before you go to sleep and, you know, to wake you up in the morning like, can't sleep. They're coming. They're coming um, brother. Lastly, uh, Paramount. Paramount came through with some offerings, man. I might have to check out Paramount Plus because I just dropped Disney Plus um, no. until, until She-Hulk wraps up. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why I got on Disney Plus earlier. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, Logan, unsubscribe. Uh, so Paramount Plus is coming with Dungeons and Dragons. People are hyped about this. It's got a fun vibe that's different from a lot of the other fantasy stuff. And it's not too corny, you know, it's just, it seems to be fun without being goofy to teenage to whatever. Uh, it's got its own vibe. Oh, I, I will say this. I mean, you know, they got Chris Pine. They got, uh, mm -hmm. who else? The new guy from Bridgerton, you know, he's, he's blowing up Michelle Rodriguez. Why not? Um, but one thing I saw in the trailer was like, they did things in there that you, ne you never really see on movies. Like, you know, they jump into like a cube of gelatin or 
you know, <laughs> so it's like, okay. So, or I seen a box, you know, pop out with the, the, the tongue out and uh, yeah. a treasure box. I, you know, that's some fancy tropes, but they, we never seen them like this on, on a big budget movie. So exactly. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, this is the culmination of years, decades of becoming mainstream now. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, they've also got Teen Wolf, Picard Season 3, Strange New World. Wait, what's Strange New World about? Uh, Strange New World, that's Star Trek. So, yeah, let me give my little Star Trek time. Right <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Strange New Worlds, man, it's, it was awesome, man. Now, the, the, the adventures of Christopher Pike, uh, the uh, captain of the USS Enterprise before Captain Kirk. Man, they, they went in this year, man. They had a great season, man. And so um, I'm, I'm hype about it. Um, the other one, Lower Decks, the animated version uh, that's set in the uh, the Next Generation timeline, uh, it's been great. They're saying they're going to have a crossover event between Strange New Worlds and and Lower Decks. So I don't know how they're going to do that, but we'll see. Uh, and the Picard, you know, it's okay. You know, they're bringing back a lot of the cast from the Next Generation. You know, they're all in their sixties, but yeah, sure, why not? So, um, so yeah, I think Star Trek is, it's, it's going strong, man. I mean, you know, I guess the only one people are kind of down out is on, 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 uh, discovery. So we'll see. But I think also discovery is probably the most woke of them all, right? They have a non-binary character, black female captain. So I think a lot of people are kind of, uh, but it's also the one in the furthest future. So they can tell a lot of more interesting stories. So, so we'll see. I mean, Star Trek is definitely on the uptick now. And uh, I'm excited to see what else they bring to the table in the future. So, uh, yeah, get Paramount Plus, man. Get on the Star Trek wagon. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Star Trek. I just like giving you. Well, you, oh, you well, guess what? You can watch uh, Yellowstone, too. That's the other one. Ooh, there that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, rounding out Paramount Plus, we got a Beavis and Butthead, a new season, which looks interesting and well done. Um, nothing too new, but. A lot more quality. Uh, new Avatar, the last Airbender movie coming featuring Aang, not Kyoshi as we previously thought. And that's it for Paramount Plus. Man, um, Kyoshi, man, come on, man. I wanted to see a show by her, man. She was off the chain. She, if you watch that show, man, she was always like, look, <laughs> so people got to die. <laughs> Remember when Aang, at the end, he was like, oh, the Fire Lord, you know, do I, do I kill him? Do I do this? And Kyoshi was like, look, this was about <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so we'll see um and then uh we also have we're talking about um what's happening after after zombies well there's a lot of talk about vampire academy if that's like the are the new version of twilight you're like where are all these fans coming from series of books called vampire academy that's getting a lot of buzz and amazon's lord of the rings is getting buzzed too what else is there um, yeah, well, you know, we just talked about Game of Thrones, the prequel. They they came out. Oh my uh, gosh! They started showing the, yeah, they started showing uh, the the the, the tape trailer. It's coming out soon here next month. I mean, be honest with you, I think Game of Thrones got it, man. I mean, yes, Lord of the Rings is there, but um, I don't know Amazon, man. Something they've spent a lot of money, but it's like hard to get traction because I think they even had the other one, Wheels of Wheel of Time, right? I mean, I think you know I watched it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's missing something, right? And so, um, I couldn't so make we'll it through see. that. I got, I got to, yeah, jump back in and try it out. But I mean, I see the potential. It's just like, okay, this is interesting, but it's just like, uh, maybe it's the casting wrong or something. You know, the only person that's good is Rosalind Pike, who's in 
she was good in Gone Girl, so she's a good actress, but everyone else is kind of flat. So Amazon Lord of the Rings, man. I mean, you know, they got to go hard, man. Game of Thrones, man. I mean, you know, it looked good, man. It looked good. You got dragons. You got, you know, names you know. I, you know, I don't know how they can fuck it up. Yep. So let me see. All right. So uh, does that round up our news? I think I plowed through everything as decently as I could. Nah, man. You got it through, man. You got us through, brother. Right. <laughs> Satisfying. Satisfying. So, hey, guys, we're going to jump right into the feature. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right. We'll keep this pretty short this week, but I mean, it's a simple question. Is Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, is it still relevant now? Benja, what are your impressions from afar this year? What are your thoughts on this? So, people were wondering about Comic-Con, the viability of it, well before the pandemic. Um, I think, as I said, we had that we had that time period where, you know, after Hall Lake became a thing and it was really big, Right after it became big, everybody started wondering, well, why do I have to go to San Diego? Why can't I just make the L.A. Comic-Con? And Stan Lee started that. Uh, it used to be called Kamikaze. Then, like, all of a sudden, Long Beach Comic-Con, which used to be craft, was like, yeah, I don't want to go to San Diego either. Let me start this Long Beach Comic-Con and make it bigger. And it kind of started, everybody kind of started finding ways to try to pull out of Comic-Con for whatever reason. So, I don't know. Um, and, uh... After the pandemic, though, it seemed like people needed a familiar face. And that's why COVID con happened. And, you know, in, in spite of all the mass checks and the security for, for, um, you know, your vaccination, you needed to get like verified and things like that with the app, despite of all that, and despite having come off of, um, or maybe not in spite of, but because of coming off of last year's sad or not maximal Comic-Con at home, maybe because of that, this year was very strong. Hmm. But it's very strong for the people. We're wondering about, is it strong for Hollywood? Is it is it making the money that it needs to? I mean, this is more of a you question, but, you know, creatively speaking, um, it feels good right now in terms of, you know, Hey, we're getting people out there talking about these things. We're getting people meeting up. A lot of people sharing stuff online. I just posted the question to, to, to my Facebook and, you know, a lot of people are like hopeful, like, Hey, don't you dare say Comic-Con's going down, but I'm not seeing a lot of tangible things that are saying, no, no, we need to keep Comic-Con. So it's a weird and iffy place, man. And that's just the question that's on my mind. I don't have a solid answer for it. Hmm. Okay. Well said. Hey, we got a bit of a breaking news here. Breaking news. <laughs> oh, oh, what did I miss? So yeah, uh, Marvel went in. They Kevin Feige went all in. He, he, he beyond just saying phase five, he edged into phase six. And he talked about the, the, the next Marvel, uh, next uh, films, new films will be, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. And they're going to be the end, the final phase of what's now being described as the multiverse saga. So it looks like he's put an end date to this multiverse madness, um, which would be in phase six. Uh, and there'll be two new Avengers movies. So we can assume that the first one, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, will feature King the Conqueror. 
and the second one, Avengers Secret Wars. <laughs> that is that's that's you know that is a classic uh, Marvel, uh, you know, storyline <laughs> where, where we met this guy from, called the Beyonder, like a god from another universe, came in and put all the superheroes in some kind of you know battle, some kind of world, crazy world, and they kind of you know battled it out. That was one, and then we had another one where Doctor Doom took over. It did the same thing in a place called Battle World, so it's gonna be interesting, man. So, so Feige is is putting the gauntlet down. I think he, he's 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 trying to let you know he has a plan. And Feige, we trust. So, uh, I think he had to do it. Let's be honest, right? I mean, you know, it, it, Marvel has to kind of set a stage because people get weary of just watching random stuff. So, um, yeah, this is breaking news. So we're 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 doing this in real time. We never do breaking news like this, but we gotta do what we gotta do. <laughs> gotta do, what we gotta do. I, I, I saw you look off, look off to the side, put your, you know, your two fingers to your ear piece, and like, hold on, hold on. We've got breaking just, news coming in. It's just in, <laughs> just, just in. So yeah, I, any, any, any thoughts on that, real quick, before I get into my thoughts on, um, on uh, uh, you know, this Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con in general. Uh, no, but um. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four. Um, we're looking That's to right. get off in November 8th, 2024. And you've got un- one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven untitled Marvel projects. Um, Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret War. So they're leaning back into the Avengers. Uh, FEO X-Men. Um, they're gonna. They're about to be. They're about to be second tier for the rest of their life, I guess. Uh, Misfits. Good point. I never thought about that. I don't know. They gotta be integrate some of the characters into the Avengers. I mean, isn't Wolverine an Avenger? Yeah. Well, maybe that. Maybe this. Maybe that's Phase Seven. I don't know. Uh, oh, Feige boy, man. <laughs> don't not. Don't nothing happen to Mister Feige. Because <laughs> that boy, he going hardcore, man. He gonna be doing these. He's like eighty. But anyway, we digress. But uh, ever go check that out. Marvel is in effect. DCEU is on notice as always. They just got to get this shit together, man. They just, I don't know. But anyway, we'll maybe we'll discuss that. Do a review of Marvel versus DCEU. Probably take about five minutes. <laughs> Marvel one. But anyway, um. Going back to our original topic, uh, comments, San Diego Comic Con is still relevant from a business standpoint. So one of the things, you know, topic I want to kind of get into a little bit, probably write a blog post about this is, uh, you know, brand activation. So I just went to uh, Essence Festival, like in July 4th. And, you know, you see all these brands out there, you know, they're trying to create this unique experience. You go to Coca-Cola booth, right? You know, you can dance, you know, while you, you know, drinking Coca-Cola, right? Uh, you try, uh, you go to Target, you know, they have people talking, giving away stuff. So they're trying to create these positive brand experiences, right? Uh, wherever they go. So, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me let me back this up a little bit for for the uh, for the people there. A brand activation. So you're going to Comic Con. You're saying, "Hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to uh, you know see my favorite stars. Maybe get some news. Hang out with some people. Play some D and D. Do the whole ner- nerd experience. And I'm walking to the comic. I'm walking to Comic Con downtown from my hotel. And I walk past. Let's say you know, the Tron booth or Bob, Bob's burgers was really big this year. What do you mean? Like a brand activation? What are they doing? Yeah. It's the ability to provide, I got the right, the quote here. It's the ability oh. to provide a brand experience for customers 
to increase brand awareness and brand presence. So it's really just a, a you know a way to broaden uh, you know people's understanding of the brand, right? You know, you go to Bob Bob's Burgers, I heard of it, but what's that about? Oh, it's a family. Oh, okay. What's so funny about the family? Oh, the little girl, she's funny, Louise. Okay, and now they just heard about this term, but now they know the characters, and they now have a favorite character. So now they just brought in their experience. So now if they see it again, they'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, I know exactly what that is." I need to go watch that because I like that character. She was funny when I last saw her at San Diego Comic-Con. So I say that to say that, you know, that's what Comic-Con is about, right? But the challenge is it's so diffused, right? It's all over the place, right? And so, yeah, yes, I'm looking at Bob Burgers, but then, you know, oh, Star Trek is over here. Then, you know, Star Wars is over here. You know, (laughs) so you just, you know, your mind's just racing, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, my thought is like, you know, I don't know how, much more relevant it could be if you like i like star wars that's all I like i like you know disney so i'm gonna go d23 and just get all my disney feel or you know let's say paramount you know star trek i like star trek i'm just gonna go there and so now you know they can create their own unique uh, sets of brand ex- experiences outside comic-con so so I think, you know, that's the only challenge of Comic-Cons face them against because now we have, what, 13 streaming services, 500 TV shows out there, 400 movies. Yeah. Um, you know, they can kind of create their own kind of brand experiences and then they lock you in. Then, you know, you may not want to go to Comic-Con to experience something new, right? I mean, so yeah. I think that could uh, be a detriment to Comic-Con because people are like, I don't got enough money to go to Comic-Con and go to the one I really want. So off chance that Fight mm-hmm. is going to say something that I want to hear, you know. So I think Fight felt he had to be at Comic Con this year just to because he, he, I think he felt the rumblings. People like, oh, he don't know what he's doing. He lost his speedball. Nah, son, I'm ready. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I got my phase six. So, but if if he didn't feel the pressure, he wouldn't have shown up. He would have waited for D23. So I think that's where it's at. It's like you know. So can uh you know. Comic Con compete in an environment where people like what they like and they're probably not going to leave there. You know, now some people are willing to explore and see different content and see what they else they like. But at a certain point, you know, you just like, man, I don't got capacity, time, energy, or money to, to, to get into another fandom yeah. and yeah. you know, stay in your fandom and be it. Yeah, I don't know if there's a term for fandom in particular, but with uh, a lot of products, you know, we call it like a product divergence. Where, you know, at first you say, yes, I'm going to go buy a video game and it's just a video game. You know, it's like, whatever, you buy a game. But then after a while, there becomes so many video games. You say, no, 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 I'm going to play a shooter. I'm going to get shooter games. I'm going to play sports games. And you have these, you start building these camps that don't really talk to each other. Um, You know, they're, they're big enough where they're their own unique camp and it, as it keeps getting bigger and bigger, they start to diverge and split. And I mean, that, that's a good thing. It, it's, it's growth, right? So, um, creatively, how does that, how does that play out? I think you can get a better experience. Like, yeah, like you were saying, go to D23. Everybody in Anaheim is going to be talking all their, you know, um, Disney, Disney stuff and like, Hey, you know, new Disney princess, star Wars, Marvel, and, you're happy in that ecosystem, but you're not going to hear anything about Star Trek. You're not going to hear anything about all this other stuff. And for businesses, 
that that's what I start to wonder. Is it like, cause there was that article that came out on the rap that seemed to be getting a lot of, um, this people seem to be sending around a lot where it's like, okay, Comic-Con puts on a premium. San Diego, it's, it's, uh, the hotels and everything charge a lot. It's tough getting downtown. Um, it's a great, uh, people want to go there, but business wise, does it make the dollars transfer over? And I was like, geez, aside from, aside from what you said creatively, like the brand activations, I couldn't think of too many reasons why you'd want to go to Comic-Con. I don't know if the numbers really bear out like for Hollywood. It's like, yeah, do I get more views? Do I get more activity? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I think at one time where, you know, we didn't have all these different streaming channels and, you know, brands trying to build up their own IP. Comic-Con makes sense, right? It's just like, hey, this is a centralized location and movies come out every so often. So they're most attached to studios. But man, these these corporations, man, they they own their own IP now. They're trying to, I mean, trying to build franchises around this IP. It just makes more dollars and cents where like if you like Stranger Things, go to the Stranger Stranger Things Con, right? And see all you can and be activated and all of the I'm not surprised Walking I think Walking Dead does have a con, but you know, I mean all the different spinoffs they have. So um it just makes more sense, you know, to kind of keep your own audience captive, right? And kind of, you know, what they call take more wallet share from them, right? <laughs> so instead of, you know, getting 10 cents of the dollar, now you go to Walking Dead Con, we get 50 cents of that dollar because, you know, they love Walking Dead. So um, instead of being diffused and watching Walking Dead or watching, you know, some uh, Marvel zombies, you know, it's just like these offshoots of, of zombie movies. But nah, you like our zombie movies. Let's come to our you know, Army of the Dead. Things like that. So anyway, I digress, but I think that's one way they could, you know, uh, move away from their, um, their their presence in the pop culture scene. Um, I think also, you know, the business case would be this too much, you know, which is always the case, but it's just, you know, sometimes, um, you know, with the, the fallacy of choice and there's too much choice, you know, you become indecisive and you don't make a decision one way or the other. Yeah. You know? And so I think that, that becomes a problem when you're trying to, um, you know, make something viable and, and, and get some traction, a crowded marketplace. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing could be a problem long-term. Yeah. Speaking to that point, um, you make a very good, uh, observation. Cause when I was listening to you, I was thinking about the fact that of all the stuff that's talked about at SDCC, Marvel is on everyone's mind and they have their, they just pulled a Disney Plus with with the San Diego COVID con. Oh my gosh, I don't believe this. They just said, no, no, no. This little thing is our advertisement for D23. We using all the San Diego Comic Con as an advertisement for the hotness we're going to bring out at D23. Yeah, you're watching your D Plus show. It's just an advertisement for you to go to the Disney movies experience. Man. Feige. Uh, what's his name? Chapek. They're, they're doing all the they're doing all the things, man. Trying to take over. Um, but who who did who didn't show up here at Comic Con that are already pulling out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Universal. I mean, what brands do they have? Universal. You know, uh, oh, that's uh, Fast and the Furious. I don't think have they ever showed up at Comic Con. They may have. I can't. I can't recall. But I'm trying to think. Universal has. Uh, I think they have some scary movies. You know, out there. So. But yeah, not a lot. Lionsgate, yeah, they're not there. And uh, 
You said DC Comics? They didn't show up? Exactly. And there's no fan. There's no, they haven't said word that there's a fandom this year, I, but I'd be pretty, it's pretty weird for them to announce it this late. So I'm just assuming this is uh, DC screwing up again. But, well, you know, I mean, they've been through another merger. I mean, you know, that's Warner Brothers Media now. You know, they, they bought out AT&T, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery, sorry. Uh, they bought out AT&T, Discovery bought Warner Brothers. So uh, the new uh, CEO over there, uh, David Zavaloff, he's, he's, he's got a lot of debt he's trying to get rid of. But he knows he's got this IP gold mine, but he doesn't know what to do with it yet. So, yeah. um yeah, they, yeah, they just, I don't know. They still got to figure this out, man. I mean, they got, they got some, they're up there with Marvel. They just can't get this shit together, man. Whatever reason, they just can't figure it out. So that's sad that they even show up to Comic-Con for the comics. Yeah, you're asking about Universal though. Um, you know, that's like Jurassic Park, um, sure. Minions. Um, they, they, they were talking about finally getting their, their, uh, their work together like Sony and do a, do a Hulk movie, but that's not coming. Um, that'll probably never be coming the way it's, it seems to be going. So we'll never get a solo Hulk movie because universal still has the rights. Uh, so yeah, there was, there was some word about that, but it seems like he got nixed. Um, and as far as like Lionsgate go, um, I, I can't remember like any individual movies, but I do remember going to Comic-Con and seeing like the Lionsgate booth. Um, for whatever reason, the landscape. Yeah, uh, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly. But no, I mean, I'm I'm looking it up, and they're making a point to say that. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, that'd be that Lionsgate would be Clerks. Um, mm -hmm. you know, every everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, oh, good point. They could have been. They could have experience there. Yeah. Yeah. The um. What do you call it? Dark, uh, with the, with the zombie guy, um, day of the dead. That, okay. The, um, that, that area of life. Oh, they, so, they, um, quite first of all has, they have a, a Halloween stuff, right? And then anything right. Jordan Peele puts out there, which, uh, you know, I don't know if we, you've seen, uh, up, oh, what's it called? Um, uh, nope. Uh, have you seen yes. nope yet? But, uh, oh yeah. No, who you said had seen up? I was like, yep. <laughs> uh, I, I have not have not seen nope. Yeah, so neither have I yet. So uh, yeah, we, we may want to do a pod on that. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They have. I mean, they have some stuff here. But to your point, uh, Universal, nothing you know take you know take home to. So I, I, I do um, remember Universal having the big like Jurassic Park displays, and they also when they were doing their Universal monsters. That was a big thing yeah, at um, right. tried that was that. a big thing at the con, but yeah, they've been middling ever since. Yeah, so we'll see, man. Um let's see. Anything else, man? Uh well I think ultimately, um I where's I think the Comic Con is safe right now. I think there's a lot of excitement because it hasn't been there, but I think it was only because of Marvel, let's be honest. Marvel had the 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 uh prime position pole position you know what last hall h well i think uh kevin smith comes after that but you know he does it every year but it's really about marvel if marvel didn't show up i think you know mm. <laughs> what would happen i mean we'll what talk about it but we wouldn't be talking about it like this so what and marvel knows that 
Yeah, what if they didn't? So I think, you know, to your point, let's let's see what happens when Marvel doesn't show up next year, which I guarantee they probably won't. I think Feige felt he had to because there's a lot of questions going on, you know, what's going on. And then I'm sure D D23 comes out before uh, <clears throat> Black Panther. So we'll probably get more, even more detail on what this phase five and six looks like, right? Because I think that's what people want, right? I mean, it's like, well, I'm watching all these movies, it's, you know, for all these you know, in seat, in cut seat, uh, scenes, what does this mean? And so now he's yeah. trying to say, look, I have a plan. So now that we feel hopefully a little bit comfortable, he has a plan. Then I think, you know, he's going to, you know, tell us more D23. So good for him, but that's it. I think, you know, Comic-Con, they just proved it, that it's not relevant. <laughs> just from that alone. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did they, was there anything said about Star Wars at, at Comic-Con? Yeah, they, they they highlight yeah, it was the acolyte, but I don't think they had a panel, but they had mentioned the acolyte uh was cast. Uh the young girl that played Rue in uh the Hunger Games. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the hate you give Amanda Sig uh not Sig, but uh, uh but anyway, she's gonna be the acolyte and it's and it's gonna be an interesting story because it's gonna be total Sith perspective. So that should be interesting. So um so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh she's pretty woke. Yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> Amanda Stalver. I no, I follow her. Oh, I check yeah. out. Her. I I, yeah. I follow her and check out her stuff. She's cool. But uh, yeah. I, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Um, because that's like picking her is almost like a shot straight at the uh anti woke Star Wars crowd. So we'll see what happens. Amanda Stenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's only twenty three. Good for her. Um, well, you know, this is second second. Uh, sister, black black female, a woman that is cast in a lead for uh, Star Wars, you know. So yeah, good for them, man. Black woman doing their thing, man. <laughs> so um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it, man. I, I think you know we we kind of answered the question for ourselves a little bit. We'll see what happens next year when Marvel doesn't show up <laughs> for, for Comic Con. But well, um, well, let me ask you this before we round out: What would you want to see? out of comic-con like uh you know just, I mean, just a general question i have my own thoughts but i just want to know what you would like to see oh <laughs> man good point i don't know man just um i mean you know marvel's so dominant right now it's just like you know i want to see new stories you know come to the light and, and get promoted so um i think when we went 10 years ago they started promoting like um because they didn't really have a lot of genre stuff so we saw stuff like breaking bad that even you know this just top tv shows right, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. is this really related to comic-con so um I, that's kind of what i want to see i mean i want to see new storylines be honest one of the better ones i went it was like the first year i went with you um uh, i met scott snyder who was a writer for batman he's pitched this amazing story about the court of owls that was coming for batman i was like what is this and because of that i read the storyline oh the quarter, quarter owls, you know, they've been, you know, part of Batman lore ever since, right? And so, yeah, I, I, I was like, remember hey. you getting hyped off of that because I, <laughs> I heard, I heard the name quarter of owls, and I was thinking like owls, man, owls ain't cool, bats cool, whatever. And then you got hyped about it, and I was like, oh shoot, maybe I should go back and look at this. Yeah, man, he pitched me. He pitched me so well, man. Um, and I was like, man, Scott Steiner, man, good for him, man. So, um, so that was kind of. Uh, uh, interesting perspective for me. It's just like, oh, outside of the Hall H, there's other content you can be excited about. 
So, like I said, I think that's that's what is is good for. They can kind of bubble up some new stuff. But um, yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. It's too many streamers now. Too many big big dogs got the money. And they can do their own thing. So um, I don't know. I don't think it has a chance. What about you? What do you want to see? I would like to see it maybe not return to, but I would like to see it really concentrate on the fans. I really think that's where the San Diego Comic-Con in particular really succeeds over any other con. Just the, even, even at a small size, the amount of like connecting and friendships, you know, I've been to like the, um, I've been to like wizard world, um, C2E2, Long Beach Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con, um, Kamikaze. Just thinking back to all uh, Penny Arcade Expo, if you want to go to video games and all that. And throughout all those cons, there was never this sense of family, connection, um, real, genuine, like, love and fellowship, which sounds, you know, really soft for me to be saying, I guess, you know, it's, Hey man, love and fellowship, but no, no, no. It, it was really what drew me to the whole Comic-Con scene. And I think if they can get back to that, I think you'll really have a leg up on something that these other conventions just, just can't do. Well said, sir. Well said, well said. So shout out um, to Andy too. He's out there. Uh, he's out there putting up the pictures and doing the things. I'm getting some, a lot of my news and information from him. Uh, was on just on pause squadron. I got to get him back on. Um, so maybe we'll have him on here at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, Jeff got his pass this year too, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Jeff is Jeff is snapping up pictures too. It's great. I love it. <laughs> oh man, he always does it. I love it. So, well, Mister Benja, man, I think that'll wrap us up, man. Any plans for the week? Um, detox off of all this uh, Comic Con news and. Um, Hey, man, just keep on putting out good content. I'm getting more into the content game and creating, putting out stuff that that's coming from, from me and my, my thoughts. I can't, I don't make video games anymore. So now I guess I make content. So I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, man. Uh, me just no travel this week, but just uh, heads down trying to prepare for the future for the business. And, uh, but yeah, man, I love doing this pod. This is just my relief. And so uh, I want to go in and I love to get my opinions on this. It's not something that, uh, you know, I do my day job. So, so, so uh, this is a godsend for me. So, so I appreciate you as always. Appreciate you. Well, uh, Hey man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, with that being said, you know, not to get too emotional here, go watch that Black Panther uh, trailer, man. You might, you might get a tear. You might get a tear. <laughs> anyway hey everyone thank you for listening please like and subscribe comment at show versus business on twitter youtube and instagram uh, listen to us at spotify itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts we also have a new website show versus business go check us out there as well to listen to all our archives want to hear us live please check us out around 9 eastern 6 pacific wednesdays on ig live at mr benja during his add live set take care mr benja Peace. Thank you for listening to Show vs. Business, your weekly take on pop culture. Please subscribe to this podcast at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please like and subscribe to our Instagram page, Show vs. Business, to get exclusive behind-the-scenes takes and upcoming episodes. Talk to you next time. Finish him!